Mark chapter 4 and verse 14, the sower or the planter soweth or plants the word. Recently, a mother gave their three-year-old a class on planting seeds and growing plants and where crops come from. And uh, later that day, took the little three-year-old, well, you take three-year-olds wherever you go, right? <laughs> took the three-year-old shopping and uh, they passed by when they were shopping all the cereal aisle, right? And so you know what kids like? They like sugar cereal, right? So that's what I like because it has a prize in it. Well, a three-year-old can't read. And so they're going by a box of cereal and the, the child excitedly begins to point at a box of cereal. Mommy, I want that! And the mom looked over and did a double take and it was a plain old box of Cheerios. Say, honey, you want that cereal? Say, yes, mommy, please. Say, you know, the three-year-old couldn't read. He said, what do you think is in that box of cereal? The little boy looked at the Cheerios and said, mama, donut seeds. (laughs) I like to preach on the thought of a message, not donut seeds, although, man, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Plant those Cheerios. But I'd like to preach on the thought of a message Planting seeds. Planting seeds. And in the previous part of the chapter, Jesus, the Bible says in Mark chapter 4, taught many things. And I'm, I'm thankful. When you get around Jesus, let me tell you, you get around a teacher that doesn't stop teaching you in church. When you walk out of church, he's still teaching you. When you're in, uh, in your place, there's, he's still teaching you. When you're at work, he's teaching you. When you're dealing with your husband or your wife, you learn a lot, right? He'll teach you right there. What's the thing I need to say with my, my wife when I really need to say something? Usually think twice and don't say anything. <laughs> the Bible says that he began to teach. And he said, hearken, listen up. Behold, a sower or a planter, a farmer went to sow or to plant. And it came to pass, the Bible says he sowed in different types of ground. We read of uh, four different types of ground. He, he said, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. That's the path alongside where you're going to plant. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, uncultivated ground. And it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. Because it had no root and it withered away. And some fell on among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground. And did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some an hundred. Now he taught that because it was a simple farming illustration. Many of us today, we go to the farmer's market but we don't farm. <laughs> but in those days, farming was just like checking Facebook. Everybody, or almost everybody, knew how to do it. And so these were things that Jesus could get uh, ears to understand. But really, he wasn't speaking about farming, was he? He was speaking a metaphor. Now, what's a metaphor? A metaphor is a word or phrase that it says one thing, but it also means another thing. And Jesus was speaking in a parable. And you know what a parable is? It's not two bulls, okay? It's like, oh, could I get a parables? Parables? 
A parable means, it's from the Greek, and it means you've got uh, something that means something else. And if you break down the word, para means alongside, and balo means to throw. So if you take your life and lay it down and then you throw something alongside it, that's a parable. So you match this, Jesus teaching, with your life. That's what it's meant to do. So you throw this thing down and then he began to explain what he was talking about was not seeds at all. It wasn't dirt at all. He said, the sower soweth the word. So the seed that I'm really talking about this morning are words. And you know that seeds are very little things. Have you ever gone to a seed store? They all look the same. Like, great. You know, it's like they all look like just little pieces of dirt, right? Like little pieces of pepper or something. Have you ever held a mustard seed? It's this tiny little like grain. Isn't it like a mustard color grain? But it doesn't look like anything. Seeds are little things, but Jesus showed the importance of little things. You know, words are little things. Sometimes we think that words, they're little things, so they're unimportant. But that's not true. Because notice, it's not the seed that God was talking about. It's the word that God was talking about. So the first thing, seeds are little things, and I want to concentrate on a seed this morning. The Bible even said in Genesis that the seed of the woman, who is that seed of the woman? The seed of the woman was going to be Jesus Christ, that he was going to come and be born of a virgin. He was going to grow up and live without sin and die on a cross. And then when he rose from the dead, all of us were going to get an opportunity of freedom from our sin. So the first seed I want to concentrate or look at is the seed of one word, and that's the word of God. What do you mean? The actual name of God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. And you skipped down, and the word became flesh what the word jesus and the bible says in romans chapter 10 what's the word that you get sowed when you go to the house of god i believe if you go to the house of god there's one word that you should hear and it is jesus there is one word that can break the bonds of sin it's not positive thinking it's not working out on your body but it's jesus the bible says but what saith it the word is nigh thee what's the word jesus even in thy mouth and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach <laughs> there's uh there's this brother now don't try this but he came up to a preacher and he said i can make a flower come out of your mouth and the preacher said something like, how? And the brother shoved the flower into the preacher's mouth. <laughs> but, you know, that's exactly what the preacher's doing is he's inserting that word, not a flower, right? But Jesus, the Bible said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. That's what God is looking for. That's what the preaching is sowing. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, notice not your sin. Well, I need to come confess all my sins. What if you forget one? You're going to hell, right? Because you didn't confess that sin. What if it was in the eighth grade and you forgot? That's why the Bible say, don't confess all your sins. It said, confess one word, right? Jesus, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, 
the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's why the gospel is good news. When you go to the house of God, say, preacher, I got bad news. Well, who said this? Zig Ziglar. He said, every morning I read the paper and I read the Bible to find out what both sides are up to, right? (laughs) But you know that the Jesus told his apostle to write this down by the Holy Ghost. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. There, are, there is the word of God, and then there are certain words of God. You know, there's a lot of words out there. But the words of God and the gospel are the words that we need to have sown into our heart. He said it's the power of God. The words of God and the gospel is the good news that God has a heart that is as big as the world. And it's interesting. The Bible said, for God so loved the world, right? Doesn't he love the universe? Yes. But where does man live? Now that's something. I thought about extraterrestrials and different things. And, but the Bible didn't say God loved the universe. The universe didn't need redeeming. This one little third rock from the sun that's floating around in our uh, solar system and in our galaxy in the Milky Way, they needed redemption. That's why God's love is as big as the whole world because mankind had a great need, but God sent his son to meet a great need. And the apostle Paul said, I've got some words that are good, that the power of God is available in the gospel, that Jesus died on the cross so that we can live by faith through him. And the Bible said that there's also words in God's word. The Bible said the word of God is quick, it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. God plants words that make a difference. When Jesus went to start his ministry, if you please, in the book of Gospel of Luke, it said that he went to the to the to the to the scriptures and he he looked in Luke, what we know as Luke chapter 4. It's from Isaiah, but he opened up the scripture in Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's Luke chapter four and verse 18, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and have sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And all of the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And the Bible says, and he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. What did Jesus do? He searched the book and found out where God's word showed him who he was. You know, that's what we need to do. We need to find what God's word says that we are. Because after he found out who he was from the word of God, we need to be defined by the word of God. And then once he found out what the word of God said he was, then he found out what the word of God said That he could do. And the Bible says that that's what God is precisely what God wants us to do. The Bible said the sower soweth the word. God wants to sow his word in you because, you know, a lot of times other people, (laughs) they'll sow. And it's interesting, but they'll sow all kinds of things. And they might even have good meaning. But they're wrong. So we need to start small. You know, seeds are small, 
but seeds need the right ground. You see, in the parable, the seed is one thing, but the ground is another thing. So you've got two things that are important. The word of God is, it'll work. But it's where the word of God goes that is important. Maybe equally or more important than the word. Because there's a lot of things going out there and a lot of words that go out there to try to define you or tell you. I was listening to a podcast and I was like, I don't know if I don't want to share this in the climate of 2021, but I'm going to share it anyway. Because it's illustrative of what we face in our life. We need to start small, right? And because our heart needs to be available to what we are capable of. So there was a, a man that grew up in England. And this is maybe in the 60s and 70s. His father was from Jamaica. And his mother uh, was uh, a white lady from England. And so he joined the army. He wanted to be in the army in the British Army. And later, he, he, he found out about the SAS. Now, if you know anything about the military, the SAS is the top-tier military unit. They're like our Delta Force, okay? They are like no higher unit. And so he thought, hey, maybe I'll join the SAS, go out for a selection, which is a tryout, right? And someone said, well, here's one of those words that was planted. I don't know. I don't think you need to do that. Why? He said, why not? He said, well, you know, look at you. Because he was half black. And he said, SAS do undercover missions in bars in Ireland and Northern Ireland. Now, if you've ever been to Northern Ireland or Ireland, there's a lot of white people. Okay. And they're like, you'd, you'd stick out. You wouldn't be able to do that. And so he said something like, you're right. Okay. He didn't take it personally, but he's like, you're right. So he went on his military career and another man came up to him and he said, why don't you try out for SAS? And he said, well, you know, they do undercover missions in, in bars and stuff, and, and I, I, I'd stick out. I wouldn't be able. He said, that's just one part of the SAS. There's other things that they do. There's direct missions. And, and so he's like, huh. Well, he tried out for the SAS. He made it through selection, served for 12 years in the SAS. Brethren, it shows that words make a difference. One person said, you can't make it. Another one said, why don't you try and just see what will happen. God, I'm thankful for those that sow the right words because yeah. words make a difference. Yeah. You start small. If you have a child, you should start small with words because you see the heart is important, right? The heart that God talks about is that unprepared heart. Is just the trodden down ground. And then you have heart that has stones in it. Then you have hearts that has, hasn't gotten the thorns out of it and all the weeds out of it. But then you have that good ground. I remember there is a preacher. I think he, well, I don't know if he's a preacher. I heard this illustration. But he had some, some young sons. And so when he would put them to bed, he would tell them, you're a beautiful, wonderful child of God. You know, you can program your kids with words. You know that data is just words? My wife and I were talking about thoughts. You know what thoughts are? What are the elements of a thought? It's not like a gas that floats around, you know, like eating too much chili, like, oh, I had a thought. You know, that's not a thought. A thought is made up of, now you will feel it if you have too much chili as well. A thought is made up of words, isn't it? It's words, that's why the gospel's made up of words. But so he would tell maybe one or two sons, but he would have them in bed and he'd say, you are beautiful over and over again. Beautiful, wonderful child of God. 
So he, he, he tried something. He went in when they were sleeping. So his son was in bed sleeping. And he leaned down over his sleeping child. True story. And he said, you're a beautiful, wonderful. And the sleeping child said, child of God. It was so much in that child that they recognized who they were. You see, when, you're, when your child is young, you can put in who they think they are and they can identify the truth. That's what God does with his children. That I remember when I was working in a, uh, as, a, as a truck driver, stocking sheetrock. Lo and behold, we were out in Washington State and the daughter or daughter-in-law of the owner of the company walked up when we were at a job site. And she said who she was and then she had her son, which would have been the inheritor of the company, right? So he's like a little kid, like six, right? So here's the kid that's going to inherit the company. And you know what I said to the little kid? I, you know how you talk to little boys. And I said, hey, little boy, because there was a big truck. I said, do you want to be a truck driver when you grow up? Because, you know, he's going to inherit the company maybe and, you know, own all these trucks. And he looked at me matter-of-factly and said, no, I want to be a paleontologist. And I, I didn't know what that was. So <laughs> I didn't know. I said, preacher, but you're... No, I didn't know then. So I just used that adult. Like I said, do you know what that is? Because I should And he goes, oh, yeah, they look at dinosaur bones. I'm like, okay, that's what a paleontologist is. But... But I was, I was reminded because this little boy was told by his mom, you can do whatever you want, more than just drive a truck or more than just make ends meet. You know that I believe when God puts us in our heart that we're a child of God, that when Jesus comes walking by, we ought to be like, Peter, hey, if it's you, bid me to come out there and walk on the water. Man, if my God can do anything, isn't it possible that I can do anything? The Bible said I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Why? Because we start when we're small. Whether it's Tiger Woods or the, or the Williams sisters or Andre Agassi, their dad didn't just wait till they were in high school and say, maybe we ought to start in playing sports. They started when they're small, right? They start them at the little peewee level and you see all these kids out here, seven years old, running around with full football pads, right? You know, if that's true physically, ought it not to be true spiritually? In the word of God that we used to start, we need to start small and not just say, well, if it's God and if God wants to do something in my child, they'll just do it when they get older. No, we need to start small. We need to put that in there like Tiger Woods started small. Venus Williams, small. Andre Agassi, small. Because they are preparing the heart of those children that they could do amazing things. And you know, that's what God wants to do in our hearts. Because like I said, and you've heard that one example of someone that, and he wasn't even doing it on purpose, but he threw something in someone's heart and one little word can make a difference. Someone has some comment against us. It can last, brethren, for 20 years. And especially if you're someone of influence, if you're of a higher rank in a company or in the military, if you're a father or a mother and you tell your child something, guess what? That's powerful. Say, but it was just a little comment. I told my daughter she was fat or she was ugly. I know, but that's something that'll stick in there and it'll grow like a crop in that heart of that child. But you see, if we put the right things in there, you know, I like to put the right things in there. And then when the enemy comes, 
we can kind of turn this on its head. We can make it good ground for God and bad ground for the enemy. When someone comes and says something to you that's negative, I remember this, uh, this one man, he was a large man, okay? But he made up in his mind he was going to lose weight. He just started, you know, he made up in his mind he was going to lose weight. He just, he made up in his mind, that's what I'm going to do. So he was looking in the window at a store and a little kid came up next to him and uh, the little kid said, hey mama, mama, look at that big fat man. And the man who had just decided to lose weight began to look around. He didn't know who the little boy was talking about. So well, he's talking about him, but in his mind, he had already left that. He was already on his way to losing weight. He began to look around for who the little boy was talking about. That's what we need to do. When someone brings up our history, we need to bring up Jesus. We need to bring up his blood. We need to bring up what he did on the cross. Like the song said, that stain of sin is gone in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God can make us different. And when the enemy comes, what we need to do is we need to have that good ground for the Lord that turns out to be bad ground for the enemy. That prepared, cultivated ground of our heart. God, I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You can do anything you want with me. And when the devil comes in there, we can say, wait a second. You know, the Bible says that there's that good ground, right? Well, what's the one before that? It has thorns in it. It has weeds in it. And it chokes the word. You know, the next time someone comes and says something to you, you need to choke that negative comment with the word of God. You can just choke it out and say, no, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I am able. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or all that I think. You know, sometimes we just need to ask something of God. When he came to Solomon, you know what he did? He said, ask. What I shall give thee. God wants us to ask. And the Bible says that the, the thing before that, right, is the stony ground. When the devil comes and tries to sow something, we, I'm turning this parable on its head, but you know what? The devil needs to come up against the rock of ages. That stone that is uh, the builder rejected, that needs to be sown in our hearts so the devil can't take root so that all of those things just stop and go away. And the last one is that wayside. When the devil throws something in there, we can just say, you know what? When the wayside is a trodden down pathway, right? And you throw the stuff in there and it, the, the ground's not even torn up or broken up. And so it just lands on the top. You ever said that? Someone says something, you say, I'm rubber and you're glue. <laughs> say, preacher, but that's, uh, that's what you're teaching. But you know what? We all need to have that spiritually. The devil or some liar or some person that says, well, you can't do that because you're this. I'm rubber and you're glue. Man, you can say it as an adult. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Because the devil's word is just not going to go down there. Why? Because the word of God has told me who I am. I remember we said something to my daughter and said, this means this. She goes, no. She said it means true blessing. You know that you can tell your kids who they are. Don't let someone else define them. Let the word of God define them. Let the power of your love define them. And they will let that thing grow. The last thing. Seeds can yield big results. There's a, and I'm going to mispronounce her name, ma'am, so forgive me. Penny Oleksiak. Oleksiak. She had a high school teacher. 
that told her, stop swimming and focus on school because swimming wouldn't get you anywhere. Well-meaning, you know, some well-meaning people. Well, who is Penny Oleksiak? She's Canada's most decorated Olympian. Seven-time Olympic medalist, including a gold. You see, what someone says about you isn't what you are. It's what God says about you that counts. The sower soweth the word. And lastly, seeds can yield big results. You know, God tells us who we are, but have we told ourselves who we are? The Bible says in Hosea, sow to yourselves. Have you ever done that? So preacher, does it ever say talk to yourself in the Bible? Have you ever seen that where it says that? It does. Have you ever put your own self down? Someone talked about the no put down game. You know what the no put down game is? You want to play a game? You don't even have to have the board game or the dice, right? The no put down game is start your timer on your phone and don't put anybody down. That's all it is. And just see how long you can go without putting anyone down, including yourself. Preacher, I don't know how long I would go with that, right? You should try it. It's a free game. You can, you can download it, right? It's free. Download it from me to you. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, speaking to yourselves. You know, the Bible says that we need to sow to ourselves, right? Speaking to yourselves in what? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. When we drive my daughter to school, I'm the, I'm the school bus. And uh, I asked her, I said, ¿Quieres escuchar la música? And we try to speak some Spanish sometimes. Would you like to listen to music? And she goes, Si, sí, papá, yo quiero escuchar. Yo, yo quiero escuchar la música. And I try to get her to respond in Spanish. She doesn't always do it. So what do we do? We listen to some gospel songs. Well, she's just going to elementary school. I know. But before any words get in there from the fellow students and the teacher and even her own mind, I want to load her up. So preacher, it's not music that God talked about. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You ever listen to a song a bunch of times? What happens? It gets in there. And I want the gospel song. And there's one we were listening to and it talked about standing in faith, walking by faith, living in faith. And it's just over and over again. God will make a difference because you see the crop is bigger than the seed. Seeds are small, right? But they go in, they grow, and they yield fruit. The Bible says, let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we're going to reap if we faint not, but with heads bowed and eyes closed, the sower soweth the word. The word.